You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. Okay, conspiracy theories, guys. Does anyone have a favourite conspiracy theory? What's your favourite, Joe? The one that makes me laugh is that Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> what's that <Wow>. one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's that one? Well, is what it says on the tin. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But, um, so they explain it by, like, you've never been to Australia, the plane just goes somewhere else. And, like, anyone you've met from Australia, they're just paid by the government. What? Right. That, that's, kind of, that kind of thing. But I think the scale of it is what gets me. It's like, that's quite a claim. <laughs> that's like, yeah, it's like Truman Show for right, yeah, everyone. For, for a country. Yeah. Um, I think the other one, similar, was that in the middle of Australia, there's a massive lake. Right. Like, the middle of Australia isn't the outback. It's just like another ocean. What? what uh, I mean, it's, it's the same, th- same thing, like, you just, you've never really been there, the plane goes somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. So you can't prove it. Well, that's, yeah. that's what it's all, conspir- all conspiracy theories yeah. are based on the fact that if you're not an expert in it, like I could argue with an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not a medical expert. So I can't really s- say with conviction mm. that vaccines are a good thing. I can't explain how they work yeah. like yeah. in detail. And that's what's so annoying about arguing with these people. Yeah. They shift the kind of burden of proof around where they shouldn't. Yeah. The, the relationship between the kinds of claims that, conspiracy theories want to make and like logical fallacies is just like really interesting because it's all it's like moving the goalposts and the, uh, shifting the burden of proof all those kinds of techniques and it's just i think what i find probably more bizarre rather than like how they argue it is why it's like why would anyone believe there's a lake in the middle of australia <laughs> you know yeah would, i mean yeah there's lots of different psychological explanations for more ge- more not specifically to that one but more generally why people yeah. Kind of, I guess, rebel there's some sort of anti authoritarian I'm going to try and say anti authoritarianism mm-hmm. to it. It's like, um, I don't know, just some people just like to rebel and fit into particular groups. Yeah, I think that's a, a large part of it. I've got, I've got a few. Release your inner libertarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's part of it. Um, first of all, I wanted to throw up like a quick definition um, before we start like going down rabbit holes about moon landings and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I think we touched on a lot of the ideas we're going to touch on now in our really shitty Series 1 pseudoscience episode. Do you remember that? I do. That was like that the, was first, the first one I did. Probably. Yeah, first one you did. I think it was you in it. Pseudoscience. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. No, yeah. it was. That was might have been a debut as well. I, and I, I, I bet you haven't listened to it, Dan. I don't think I have, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember much about it. No, no, I, no, I, yeah, I, mix, yeah. I confuse that with the artificial intelligence. Uh, okay. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't listened to it since. But um, we were trying to talk there about... Um, the nature of certain claims, different uh, beliefs that people have, um, and the, things like the scientific method and why certain beliefs are superior to others right. in certain aspects. And I think, yeah, that's that's something I kind of want to touch on today. Um, but yeah, I think there's a big difference between what we can call a conspiracy theory and like something like like a religious claim or like investigative journalism or like, um, you know, different ways of looking at the world. I think because it's, it's like a whole worldview usually. And it's usually like, it's centered around like a conflict, I think. So like sort of us and them and like certain people are lying. You've got like power being like a really big part of it. So it's always like the big bad people are covering this sort of thing up or, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's falling into, people like to put themselves in particular groups. And I think, I mean, I don't really know, but I know part of it is that once upon a time, that would be a really good survival mechanism. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, you bond with people who are similar to you and you stick with them and then you go and hunt mammoths or whatever. But basically that sort of psychological trait kind of in the present day, I think manifests itself as people want to have a sense of belonging to a particular demographic sure, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you know if you're not in the government elite or which are typically like the main kind of perpetrators of a lot of conspiracy theories um then you're on the other side of them yeah and thus they're kind of hiding stuff from you um but i think like a lot of it is kind of a sense of security as well yeah well there there are three different kinds um that i sort of found having a little research today 
basically. Um, <laughs> you probably found the same Google page, he, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, Jesse Walker, 2013, um, identified five different kinds of theories. you got the enemy outside, the enemy uh, inside, above, below, and then you've got like a fifth kind, which is like a benevolent thing. It's like aliens or something. But it's interesting how that definition fits around like the dynamic of power. So it's like the enemy within would be like, there are people in our society who are this and that. Um, outside is like, you know, different countries. Above is the elite. Like you said, I think that's the most common at the moment. Mm. A mixture of sub and super liminal. Yeah. And then, and then the things you can't see, yeah. you'll be paranoid for these things. I think the below one is, is interesting because I've never really seen that. Um, it's like, I don't know, conspiracies about the poor or people that aren't in power. I don't, I've don't. i never really come across an example of that. It's going to be kind of like a peasant's revolt as such. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Authority itself fears... It's not really a thing now, ...brewing in the ranks Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that those kind of things are really unpopular. I'm trying to think of an example. Yeah, I can't really... Past or... I don't know. Um, modern day would just be kind of revolutions that you might get in South American countries, yeah. for example. Any kind of dictatorships... That to be overthrown yeah but then they're plausible conspiracy theories don't you know play out practically but See, it's there in the mind I think there's a difference between like a theory or you know um, a plausible hypothesis and a conspiracy theory because I think conspiracy theories mm. have to run contrary to the conventional belief the, the mm. you know the established truth I mean, that's a large part of them. I got three people just nodding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, they, they should really, by nature, conspiracy theory. They, they, they often see, you know, when you say conspiracy theory, it's a derogatory term straight away to, to a yeah. lot of people. You know, it means you are, you, you know, you are not believing anything. That That's such, you know, it's a bad trait to have. Whereas really they should never be fully open or closed mm. entirely. They should be open to scepticism, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, abs- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%, and, yeah, 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 and they're not, and it's quite, it's quite. Mm. Um, so the the term actually first came up in the sort of turning of the twenty first century in the nineteen hundreds, but it it wasn't really popular, I think, until, I mean, the first, I think, the first big one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Be like the moon landing. Yeah. Oh, JFK assassination. World, worldwide knowledge. One or the say. other. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Cause the other. Roswell was like, you know, the UFO. Oh yeah. Like the famous yeah. UFO. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was alleged to happen in 1947-ish, but I don't know. It might have come out after the moon landings in terms of intel. But to me, that's like probably one of the like main beginnings of yeah. conspiracy theory. Because that was like in the height of the sort of saucer craze and everyone was... Right, yeah. yeah. So that, that was like the first established kind of UFO incident in the mainstream consciousness. That's the, it's definitely the biggest one, yeah. yeah. What yeah. year was that? Was I, I think it was 47. Okay. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but there's something something around that time around that is time. when it was um, alluded to have crashed. Well, I think I think they they were always like outsiders that that believed in these things. The very the very not even that vocal minority, very much a minority until I think stuff like V for Vendetta and Anonymous very recently. Just like the last ten years, really, conspiracy theories starting to pose a little bit of a threat to critical thinking. Mm. Like, you know, anti-vaxxers. Mm. Flat Earth, these things are. Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're bigger. They're bigger than they they should be or, or were. I think. Yeah. Well, I believe that the Flat Earth Society of Australia page now have uh, a grand swell. We're talking four figure. Oh, some of likes on a on a Facebook page they were on, now. Um, like Good Morning Britain or something, weren't they? Like earlier this year. That's, that's something like that. They they had them in and they were doing an interview on Good Morning Britain. That's yeah. mental. I think I've probably said this possibly in the pseudoscience one, um, but my friend's got a theory which I think is quite good to explain the flat earth, like movement, for want of a better word, in that it was basically a thought experiment conceived by genuine geologists and physicists to see could a flat earth exist actually in any form Mm. and basically got well out of hand. Yeah. (laughs) Basically it was conceived as like a, a thought hypothesis or whatever. And some people picked it up and took it as like genuine research, and it's just spiraled. And now it's just yeah. gone up hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You, 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 it's really hard to identify who's doing it out of satire now, who is trolling, right. should we say? Yeah, um, well, who is, yeah. Who is not? It's really hard over the internet where you cannot see facial expressions or intonations. Oh, that's the thing, voice. isn't it? It's who just, is, you know, who is instigating? There's no sort of yeah. the mockery of it, and who's actually yeah. part of it. 
So why do we think um, these groups sort of generally exist? Uh, are they all the same, or are some more like plausible than others? Not all the same. No, no I no. think yeah, I think there's a massive difference. I think you can you have to examine conspiracies at a conspiracy theories at like an individual level to determine the driver of like why people think that. Yeah. So, for example, just speculating, I I would say that a lot of people think that the moon who think that the moon landings are fake probably don't believe we have the technology because it's an incredible feat when you think about it. That's insane. And I f- still find it hard to believe. I mean, I do believe that we did it, but when you think about it, you're like, wow, we did that in, like in 1969. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. I can see why a lot of people would just be like, no, nah, I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, but again, if you look at something like the anti-vax movement, that's like, if you're very uneducated about medicine or whatever and, there was a one doctor ages ago who's been discredited ever since who said that vaccines cause autism or established that link. And you read that and then you think, well, I don't want to put vaccines in my precious children and you don't know anything about how they work. I can see why you might start to think, yeah, yeah. maybe there's something in You've it. You've got to see both sides of the coin, ultimately. Right. Well, it's, 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 it's interesting. One of the first things you mentioned was um, mm. authoritarianism versus libertarianism. For kind mm. of mm. As, as you're a neutral for each you know, individual case study, a lot of people tend to leap either side and take a stance. So yeah. I, want to, I yeah. want to believe what the authorities are telling me or, you know, I'm 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 a kind of man of my own opinion, yeah, yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, until the last uh, few decades, really, people were very unified um, in their in their thinking and it is sort of cultural hegemony. And I don't think we have that anymore i think people are very um lack of a better word um anxious and scared um in in contemporary times so i think they latch on to a a contrived fabricated conflict that's almost entirely fiction to give them a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose in a greater conflict and i think it does have parallels with religion in the sense that you know religion is based on a conflict um between you know, people or ideas, ideas, um, ideals, uh, you know, things like sin and uh, holiness. But I think rather than this big cosmological thing with theology and stuff, I think it's a it's a very uh, watered down, sh- uh, very stripped down version. And I, I think it doesn't have a lot of the nuances that religion has and a lot of the, a lot of the validity. So that, I think that's what marks it as very different in terms of its thinking. I mean, you mentioned so anti-vaxxers. I think there are certain psychological reasons because I think the last the last sort of ten years we've become more accepting of individualism um you th- i mean you look at the kind of animated films that would come out pre sort of 80s they were all about it's, uh, even like lion king is 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 a story that landed and it's it's about a fucking you know a king restoring order and everything i don't think that kind of narrative works anymore and you think of the, some of the stuff like that came out just a little bit after that some of the kids films and stuff they were they were trying to push for this you know antsy and bugs life they were all trying to push for this um, the plight of the individual against the, against the, yeah, that, that kind of stuff didn't really fly back in the day and now it's starting to. So I think, I think we've really knuckled down on individualism in the way we tell stories and fiction and things. Everyone's an activist though. That's the thing. Everyone's got an opinion and everyone's wants to put forward their opinion yeah. on the internet. And it's just like, that's the, that is the, yeah, I think that's where these conspiracy theories really get caught up in this. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. from that. And I, but I think, so anti-vaccine, I think it's kind of plausible in some sense to think, uh, an entertaining idea at least that corporations might put greed before health. You know, there's, there's some, but like when it comes to like flat earth, I'm just like, I I have no idea why you think yeah, this. I'm with you on that. There's yeah. no conflict here. <laughs> like you, you can't, you have no enemy to imagine. Yeah. Um, whilst at least, I mean, I don't, I don't believe for a second that um, anti-vaxxers have a leg to stand on, but you know, flat earth, I don't, I can't even see the leg. I, it's like, <laughs> what are you thinking? Why would the earth be flat? Why? Yeah. You, 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 actually yeah. you can divide these uh, conspiracy theories into subcategories. So, uh, such an example of the well, people or the anti-vaxxer people, you know, things people don't believe are physically impossible to achieve, mm-hmm. but then also societal things that there'll be kind of, you know, so there's some ulterior motive behind it. You know, what do this party have to gain? This is why they're doing it. It's, you know, it's hidden beyond, you know, we, ways we can see. Trying to like expose an agenda yeah. from people. Yeah. I think is a large part of it. So if you, if you link it to a, a proven, accepted conspiracy theory that you know it was verified the uh the poisoning of american citizens during the u.s prohibition 
1920s. And it was was confirmed that uh, to ban bootlegged alcohol, the government were effectively poisoning barrels of whiskey. It's not a very good start, is it, really? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can see why there was the uprising. I mean, was that... Was it really regarded as a conspiracy theory before that? Like, did they have sufficient grounds to think it? Was it like an established, um, or was it just like a hunch that somebody had, and then it suddenly got proven to be not right? Not sure how it was spread initially, but the people did have a hunch. It became more, you know, each case study, everyone was getting poisoned. It was more than coincidence, effectively. So someone twigged, they had an idea, they investigated. Yeah, I mean, it kind of hits on ideas of you know epistemology and when 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 can we say that knowledge is justified you know if somebody leaked that and then the the information trickled down causally to the people then believing it in the in the public it's like well that's valid but if it's just it's difficult um you know if it's true then it's valid but if it's not and we don't know if it's true until after the case yeah one one at least libertarian case for believing conspiracy theories but if you if you do research on 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 most of them, they do uh, well reach a bit of a cul-de-sac, really. Yeah, you know, a lot of them do, do just turn out to be falsified in the end. The majority of. Mm. Have you seen any of the stuff on like Flat Earth? Have you seen much of the details of what they believe? And, because there's all these documentaries, aren't there? Does yeah, they... not really. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem to me like a coherent. <laughs> it seems like within the flat earth society i think they call themselves there yeah, are just it, yeah. sub theories about well, like what's yeah. going on and they do seem to have an answer for everything i mean th- to varying levels of bullshit but they do have an answer like you know th- with regards to gravity and eclipses are the big one there's, right, there's yeah. various yeah and like why flat earth why not flat mars i'm sure someone's thought of it well they don't believe mars is flat in- officially they believe what's it what, what? <laughs> okay. I'm saying, like, why would you? This is why would you pick the so planet in, that we live on, which is the one that we can investigate most thoroughly, yeah, yeah, and yeah, prove, yeah. yeah, we're obviously living on a fucking sphere. Come on, guys. Yeah. Whereas, so, why not pick like a planet a bit further out that maybe we haven't directly observed? So what, what but do, then it just doesn't really ring. I well. think. I think they it's just about other planets. Then what, what's the? Uh, they, well, they think they're um, they're round. They think they're they're planetoids like ours they think they're yeah there's no consistency to their own logic yeah this is, what, this is why I feel like it was yeah, just started yeah. as a joke because I don't understand yeah like you said earlier I, I have, there's no motive there's no basis well, it, for yeah I, I think it just boils down to sort of I'm going to be honest narcissism I think just, just wanting to you know believe in some kind of truth that other people don't yeah and it's a pop- yes, it's it might, the, might even be a popularity thing. Yeah, mm. it's the, in this day and age, you to know, feel, to feel superior, to feel wanting to be heard. Superior yeah, knowledge. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's thinking you have yeah. superior yeah. knowledge over There's no think, financial incentive. I think. Just, I think they just, just make. They just yeah. They make that conflict the center of uh, of their sort of oh, careful worldview. Yeah, I can't say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they believe that the edge, the earth, the core. <laughs> <laughs> They believe yeah. the Earth is a, 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 a flat, like a turtle or whatever, I don't know. Because there is that turtle thing, isn't there? <laughs> Perfectly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I that's, think that's one of the sub-theories yeah, that's, on a turtle's back. I think that's, oh, like, I think that's mythology. I think that's like Native American mythology <laughs> or something. Yeah, but that's like a book as well. Who's the dude who... Uh, there's like a book, isn't there, where it's the, the Earth's on a... Wow. Isn't that, uh, this, is that this world? This world, yeah. yeah. That's it. Right. Like, you know... But yeah, like, how can you... You're trying to get people to take you seriously anyway, and then you say, yeah, oh, and there's a turtle... And it's fucking massive. Yeah. And it's in space. That's when you lose the most of your demographic in that moment, really. Well, yeah. I think it's people, fantasy, like, it's this yeah. world. You know, it's, it's like... like well, I, I mean, look, we, we talked about ghosts in uh, the pseudoscience episode. And, I, you know, some of the things... A giant turtle in space, a poltergeist, are they are they really that dissimilar? They're both, no. Almost just as, just as unlikely. But there are whole groups that believe in poltergeists and that they have powers based on nothing more than a few clicks and whistles in the dark and, a, and an oddly shaped photo, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's as simple as some people are more gullible than others or maybe it's a bit of a strong word. I don't know, but like some people are going to be more susceptible. Yeah, gullible, right? It, by definition, they're more susceptible to being convinced of things that may not be true or without doing due diligence. There's certainly... Um, it's a factor. Yeah, the, it's certainly a factor. I think it's it's kind of a... An, er- an erosion of trust is... is, is 
part of it because I think these the this idea of um, expertise is is relatively novel in in society, and I think sort of kicked in in the 1600s. You started to have the expert as an idea, and um, they arose to kind of fit a very specific purpose, so like things like bookkeeping, um, as society became more kind of wealthy and ordered. But I think slowly experts have been proven wrong and wrong again and again. And I think a lot of people started to grow more distrustful of them. I think it's also a lack of understanding of the scientific method. You know, what it means yeah. to actually have things like peer review, why these, why empiricism works, why looking at evidence works, why you can't just say something is a fact without testing it and retesting it in controlled conditions. I think that these kinds of ideas aren't common knowledge, despite people like you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye, the science guy, trying to make them common knowledge. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, and part of that is the statistical slant as well. So we've all heard like, uh, is it like lies, damn lies and statistics? Because with statistics, you can pretty much spin like, any kind of numbers to tell whatever story you want. Yeah. So we had like, I think it was a couple of years ago, I think it was 2016 or 2017, when a lot of famous people died, like, really close together yeah was like, well, I don't I don't yeah. think not that I'm aware of a conspiracy theory was born out of it but it was like that's really weird yeah but I think it's pretty much due to the fact that they were born in that kind of baby boomer generation mm. there's more people generally dying and therefore was any there's going to be more famous people dying yeah right so like in this period in history there was no there were no really famous people apart from monarchs really or yeah or, you know famous warriors really in the first you know, accepted few thousand years of modern society. So it's, it's a loose example, but the point I'm trying to make is that, like, there's lots of weird things that can be explained just with probability. Yeah. And so that's and the vast age, majority of people won't have they're a at the age understanding where they, of that. Gonna, yeah, a lot of them are around 70, yeah, 80 exactly, you know, you know, kind it's just, of, it's just that's the life expectancy. Yeah, metabolic expectancy. The average, per, the average person born in that era, that's the life And there's that thing like, uh, I'm going to fucking butcher this explanation because I can't really remember it, but... Um, if you get a certain amount of people in a room, I think it's, it's a very small number, it's like 23 or something. I thought you were going to say four then. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, could be a bit of a range on that number that I just quoted, but basically it's a very small number of people you get in a room and there's like a 99% chance two will share the same birthday and you don't have to get anywhere near 365. And it sounds counterintuitive. Wow. But the reason it works is because you don't specify the date. It's just any, any two birthdays that are the same. If you did specify yeah. a date, you would have to get 365 yeah, yeah, yeah. before you definitely... Yeah. If you get... I think I think it's 23. Might be a bit more, a bit less. If you get that many people in the room, there's like a very, very strong chance that two will share the same birthday. But because I don't have to specify when that is in the year, it opens up a lot more uh, possibility. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, um, so yeah. rather than saying on March the 17th... Exactly. In which case you would have to probably get a couple of hundred people or whatever before you'd expect that to happen yeah so I think I think whilst we're looking at explanations of why people believe these things I think part of it I mean you can't really not talk about the internet whilst we you know talk about this kind of stuff yeah, I, I think this absolutely. the idea of the, the marketplace of ideas like everyone sharing all their ideas um Without like a, a counterweight or like an anchor to to do that with, you know, if you if you don't know things like ad hominem, so like attacking someone's personality instead of the idea, mm. if you don't know that that doesn't solve a debate, you can't go into this conversation. It's just going to be a, it's, it's a shout factory. You know what I mean? Online. Yeah, I think I think I was I was going to talk about social media and online more generally. There's a, a few things going on. First is that. Obviously, it's much, much faster to get information, mm-hmm. but it's much, much faster to spread disinformation. Yes. And depending on where you go online, mm. it depends what, what you're going to find. People tend to group and talk with other people who share the same views, and you end up having an echo chamber, which is well, it's pretty much what it sounds, is that you basically... Yeah. It, it happens with forums. You it's, go on a it's forum. when you look at your Facebook post, and your yeah. Facebook feed, sorry, and everyone you know votes conservatives you just get conservative yeah. stuff all the time and it's so, similar age demographics yeah. yeah and and then you just you end up just confirming so so no longer does the internet challenge your ideas it just puts reaffirms it yeah it, it exactly. inflates your sense of belief to the point where uh, by any normal standard it's like 
you really should be taking other points of view into consideration, but not doing that because everyone's talking about the same yeah. thing and everyone is so it's like a, a bit nerdy, but like in physics, like when waves <laughs> meet, right? Um, if the wavelengths match, it's called constructive interference and the waves get bigger. So yep. like if two quite small wavelengths meet and they happen to be at the same frequency, the waves get bigger. Um, parallel I'm trying to make is that if everyone in like a forum is saying the same thing, they're going to beef each other up and it's going to be like, yeah, they're going to reaffirm each other. And when, and when they do it's meet... It's a multiplicative effect. Yeah, very good word. When they do uh, <laughs> meet the opposing opinion, it's detached as well. You don't see the human face. You don't see no. their reaction and you, you can't have a full conversation anyway because you, you're restricted in your characters and you, you can only use emojis and everything. And, oh, you, you know, because yeah. you, you're online, you feel a lot more... How many of these people would regurgitate that in the street? Very well, few. Very often they don't. Um, this is, you know, why it's good to have these conversations. It's somewhat like a pub and not, yeah. you know, you can't just, you can't solve these things. I don't think philosophy and stuff can be solved on those kinds of forums at all. No. I think they're, they're very long conversations. and people, A lot of people are just looking for easy ways out. They're looking for camps to sort of, fix themselves in because this lack of meta narrative this lack of meaning that we all share has completely eroded so now people have to find little ones and you know contrive them if they can so it it just becomes well i'm i'm this i'm in this group and then if you don't believe me you're a snowflake or you're that's the the problem the problem is saying i'm in this group without like arguing your way there logically Mm. It's, it's, back, it's backwards you should logically go I've got all these points of view I'm going to analyse them and then decide what I think is what's going on yeah. instead they go I want that one yeah. I'm not going to listen to any of this other shit and, and I fall just down gonna... the rabbit hole and then it just expands exactly yeah. Yeah. it's, it's yeah, a yeah. weird way to do stuff but it's yeah. from the off it's not based on any logical yeah. argument Like I, I don't think yeah I, I kind of I don't want to be too critical because like, it's fucking scary all these ideas flying around uh, I think you need to be equipped to go into this world. I think you need a sense of moral courage. It's very, it's a lot harder to stand there with all these camps and just go, no, none of them, none of them. I'm going to, I'm going to be, but where it's getting, where does it begin and where does it end? That's the problem. You know, kids these days, you know, they're growing up and stuff and it's just easily accessible. The internet is, is there. When we were younger, it wasn't there until we were slightly older. So where does it... I think if you teach critical thinking and, and put more of an emphasis on why critical thinking is so yeah, important, yeah. I think you can get get around this a lot. Um, but I think I honestly think we, we weren't expecting... Um, I don't think we know how deep into all this we are. Yeah. I, I don't think we were, were expecting the explosion of the internet and what the internet would do, how it would damage conversation, how it would change mm. in a matter of decades the fact that an argument... Uh, an argument isn't necessarily something you win. It's something you learn from. Mm. And we've... we've you hit the nail on the head. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard anyone describe it that way, and I think you've hit the nail on the head that man. That was a good yeah. quote. People are just <laughs> constantly trying to use that yeah. others. Definitely. They're really trying to establish any... Congr- everyone, everyone feels it. Everyone feels they need to be the antithesis to someone else. People can mute in the same conversation can mutually agree on some points, but also disagree on others, and yeah. some people just seem completely... Incapable to try and facilitate just out that. there to roll people up, yeah, and just like cause shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to play the devil's advocate. I want uh, to be as contrary yeah. as possible. Yeah. Or I'm just mm. going to nod and say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. So that said, right, I do think there are kind of some benefits to having conspiracy theories. I just don't think you should have them very vocal. It's like. Mm. Without, yeah, yeah. it's like established some kind of, yeah, factual, qualitative or quantitative means. Yeah. Mm. So I think a very right. healthy democracy would have a far-right party standing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they would have any seats because I think people yeah. would be listening to them, debating with them, going, I don't want anything to do with that. And I think, like, in a, in a poll or whatever, I think you should be hearing homophobic voices and going, okay, that's out there now. I've listened to that. It's ugly. I don't like it. I'm going to go for the other thing. Um, but if you if you stifle too many voices, it, it can, I mean, it's not, it, there's no choice then. You've just eliminated choice and it's no longer a democracy. So I think conspiracy theories and some of the wacky, wackier stuff out there is useful, but to demonstrate how arguing shouldn't be done. The problem is, is that I think we, we kind of 
are too eager to say, well, all opinions are kind of valid and it's this lack of critical thinking again. So and I think they're, they're a bit too more vocal than they should be is, is a large part of the issue because they weren't, they weren't that vocal. They weren't that big back in the day. And now I don't know. I am, I am genuinely worried about like in 10 years time, are we going to, yeah. are we going to start seeing more of these types of groups? Cause there's lots of like people that just don't really care about science i mean i i didn't for a very long time um, it's hard to tell though isn't it i mean you know we're of a certain age now and there are people obviously younger than us who are growing up in different circumstances you know how, what would they feel about these things and like you said you know it, it's just yeah. it's yeah almost like stepping stones or it's just you know you you can't even think about yeah, it yeah especially as people become more divided yeah but by nature there if people become more divided you've you've you always it always reach kind of equilibrium with a kind of political spectrum as more people drift to the left others then respectively drift to the right or interchange yeah, yeah. that could be through experiences it could be through age uh, class social standing any yeah, of these things yeah. so yeah you, although you do see a few like say extreme parties in terms of mainstream attention, none of them really are effectively, well, elected. And if, if it happens, it's rare. has happened before, as we know. Mm. But normally because uh, lies have been sold to them. I, yeah, well. I don't think they need to be elected. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be the first one to mention uh, Nazi Germany. Oh. <laughs> I was actually well. I, to be fair, yeah. I, I, I set it up for that. I set it up for that. Well, uh, well, Karl Popper actually talks. Karl Popper's a um, philosopher. The last who's alive in the last hundred years. He's kind of like um, one of the last sort of big deals in philosophy. Um, he was sort of very interested in, in arguing against totalitarianism and authoritarianism, and he kind of, I think he used the word conspiracy theories. Um, used the term to talk about nazi germany and the way it sowed lies and that would actually be an example of the 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 enemy below thing that i said about so so that um well it, i don't know actually were the jews above or below i don't, I don't know in, they, seen as, they were seen as if you're by mr hitler but Above, above in their social I love, I love how you gave him the courtesy of calling him Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hitler. Mr. Hitler. <laughs> if nothing else, he was a mister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, snowflakes. <laughs> don't tell us otherwise. But it's but, like, yeah. I, 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 the way I sort of look at it is that, you know, back back then, a leaflet came through your door and you were led to believe this one thing. Whereas now, it's all on the internet and stuff, you know, it's a totally different thing. But like, unless you actually knew the people that they felt who were inferior, you had no understanding. It was definitely a very different context. Yeah. Um, what was known about their lives, let's say, yeah, politicians like, today. And it, yeah, information was definitely easier to control. I don't know. I, I still think people had enough access to literature. The thing to remember is that it was a fully functioning and probably more democratic society than we were at the time Yeah, in Weimar, Germany. So these people were, were educated. It's not like they were... The state controlled them, but only because they asked the state to control them. Yeah, they elected them to do it. So, which is the? Um, it's yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. the nail in the coffin, really, for the for any sort of argument for it. It's like, mm. well, you chose it, and 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 great philosophers endorsed it. So, ah, fuck it. This is I think this is the fifth podcast in a row I mentioned this bastard, um, <laughs> Martin Heidegger. He was a big philosopher back in the day, um, and he was a Nazi sympathizer. He later kind of kind of said he, he's, he was sorry just think, joking lads I think he's I, <laughs> I think yes yeah. so, he did leave, yeah. sorry guys he did leave the Nazi party saying. he did leave the Nazi party after after all that final solution stuff and um, well not after it, after all that holocaust the, shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the way I phrase uh, that no before before that sorry he left um, I think he left before it went to, he jumped ship a bit um, and then he uh, I think he's, he strolled around uh Strolled around the garden in his later life with a with a Holocaust survivor, and I think I don't know he wasn't really that apologetic about what he did. I think he just sort of believed that strong people needed to inherit. But this is this is a person who was widely read, and there were lots of intellectuals in Germany. But they but the Nazi, I mean we've got to get off Nazis soon, Christ. <laughs> but the the Nazi party had the support of of people who should have known better, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think it's all about 
um, a lack of information. No. Um, but I think I think actually a multiplicity of information uh, um, doesn't necessarily encourage rich dialogue. It, I think it makes a lot of people sort of put their head in the sand and turn away and go, fuck, I've got a choice now. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. want the choice. And I think that's that's a large that's a large part of it. Or they go, well, this will kind of make me cool. Like, you know, I've got I've got this little camp to believe in. So well, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe the choice wasn't. Yeah, fundamentally, the us and them Yeah, of course. Yeah, and they're like, as I said, it's just it's a primal survival mechanism that you you band together with people who are similar to you, and I think that is probably probably one of the most fundamental drivers behind why people do believe in conspiracy theories. As I said earlier, I think you have to look at each one case by case, but ultimately, in the case of like flat Earth, if nothing else, it's just because they want to be like people who are like that yeah, and, I, and you I, get these natural bandings a lot of them have a sense of community they're sort of big subcultures right, yeah. you know, online especially with online you see that they can communicate very easily and they can they can meet up and, it, and have little sessions and mm. you know meet friends in a different way mentioning kind of how many people are in a room I'd, I'd be interested if there was some um, you know, there was some quantitative analysis on how many people are likely to believe a certain doctrine point of view based on how many other people in that room believe in that as well and whether there's yeah. a direct correlation between that person therefore taking a similar stance based on, you know, social conformity, fearing ridicule, being socially annexed, effectively, yeah. just to, in order to cooperate with, with others. There was um some something similar, what you just reminded me when you said people in the room. Uh, there's an experiment where they had, basically they had a lot of people in the room and... Um, they were told that like when the buzzer went off or something or a bell rang or something, you have to go and stand by that wall, let's say the north wall. Mm. But they planted a couple of people in there who would go and stand by the opposite wall. Like they knew they were going to be doing that, if that makes sense. Mm. And when the buzzer went off, people started obviously going to the wall they were told to stand by, but obviously the plants went to the other wall. And so many people turned around and joined them just because they thought, well, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And completely ignoring the very clear instruction that they were to go There's to. There's something very yeah. fundamental about that, isn't there? Because it's like, that's, 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 that's what I was looking like, for. I was hoping someone was yeah. going to do something like yeah. that. I didn't know that. That yeah. was an experiment that existed that's before. That's crazy. But, yeah. but it, it is, it's scary, but like, yeah. you know, people do that. Like, if you were walking down the street and people were running towards you, you'd probably turn and run with them. Shit, I know I would. Yeah. Like, but you don't know what's going on, but you're just like, it's, it's coming back to that sort of primal like stick with the herd type behavior sure yeah, yeah um but you know other than physically like going places or running uh, that can obviously manifest itself in your thinking as well i think quite a lot cool. yeah it's a good point should we pause it there? okay so <laughs> i would as i was saying given the amount of conspiracy theories out there because i wouldn't want to put a number on it but it's got to be thousands possibly millions because as I said there was like sub theories depending on how you define them yeah sure right so what I was saying is that actually most people I think are at least going to look at one or two and think actually yeah there's probably something there so mm-hmm. um, do you think so do you think most people would give credence to like I think if, if you hypothetically gave them every single conspiracy theory under the sun mm. I think maybe not necessarily they go yeah I believe that but they'd be like yeah actually that's not all that's not all proper yeah. Oh, you know, this is something I should have researched. Um, a significant oh. portion of like the US actually believes the moon landing is fake. Yeah. There was um, oh, and I think I think chemtrails yeah. is seventeen percent. I don't think this is US, I think this is globally. Seventeen percent of people think chemtrails is true. Which is the idea that um planes are spreading yeah, like the, toxic materials the back, in the yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The stuff and, you see in the sky after a plane's yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah. but I think things like Yeah. What I was saying about not necessarily saying, yeah, I believe that. So let's take 9-11, just <laughs> quite, a, quite a big one. Yeah. Many conspiracy theories about that. For me personally, I wouldn't say that it was a government cover-up or whatever, but I do think there's a lot of things that don't add up. For example, um, I, be- I believe there was a plane that crashed into the Pentagon separately around the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, yeah. Which happened to be empty. Everyone had cleared out under yeah. circumstances that aren't yeah. really. Is there no footage? If let's be honest, the most. Clear. Are there any others? Believe um, So I, I feel that I would. I would say I am natural skeptic. Mm. I, I don't really buy into a lot of this stuff, and I. I like to think that I look at stuff with a critical mind. 
But with that particular case, that's just an example of what I personally think. There's just there's just so much evidence that suggests that it just didn't happen the way it was reported. But, you know, I don't, I don't think we'll ever know because... Why was Osama dumped at sea? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> things like that. I mean, all of these things, you know, and the whole Hitler thing, like and, yeah. Hitler escaped to South America, South uh, Africa even. Argentina. Yeah, well, Argentina. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah well, a lot of Nazis did. Well, yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of <laughs> <did. laughs> Nazis again. Fusion <laughs> slip by Connor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, th- I think you can. I think it's fine to just look at conspiracy theories and think, I don't believe that, but I can sort of see where they're coming from, and maybe that's true, and maybe that bit is true, and mm. yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think conspiracy theories. Calling it a conspiracy theory in itself is mm. automatically giving it a kind of. It's destroying its credibility. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, and there it's is a conspiracy term. theory that says yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a conspiracy theory that says conspiracy theories were concocted by the government to basically <laughs> to, to basically say well, yeah. actually all this shit is going on, but we're going to call it conspiracy theories and well, s- smear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it just, doesn't happen. This doesn't it's happen. It's probably a satirical. It, it, yeah, yeah it, it, even the ones like living in basements made up by. You know, three people in their mum's basement with tin foil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Even I mean, those. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and like I think just one more example of something I believe is probably true. So I can't, I can't really give specifics, but like you hear about, um, like things like uh, Amazon. It's like it's like a little device that you say like that you put in your room and you can give it voice commands. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the idea is that it goes the other way, and Amazon and Google are collecting your voice data and stuff. Yeah, I've heard, I think yeah. with data, and I think I'm. I think I'm fairly qualified to actually talk about the subject because it is quite integral to my job. Um, I do believe that like data is being harvested that shouldn't be. Yeah. Not not well, by yeah. everyone. I think that's by particular companies. Accepted. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the more yeah. commonly accepted. Yeah, things. I wouldn't even call that conspiracy theory because you have plausible grounds to believe it. You don't. When you say you believe it, you don't know. Um, you don't know. No, you, but you you wouldn't be surprised if it was the truth, yeah, and, and, and you, you have you have good grounds yeah. to think it is the truth. I don't think that's quite the same as saying no. The Earth is definitely fucking. It's definitely flat. No, you know you're. And you're, there's there's a line because there's there's like false beliefs that you have. So actually, when I was doing my research earlier, <laughs> research, um, a good one is that quite a lot of people don't know that the capital of Australia is like Canberra or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go, oh, it's Sydney or oh, it's Melbourne, but it's not. But once they're confronted with that fact, they're like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Mm. And that's like, that's kind of, where do you draw the line between that and a conspiracy theory? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a spectrum. Because, that's but then when you, yeah. when you con- confront someone with a belief about their conspiracy theory, they're just like, oh, no, 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 no. But yeah. even though it's like, you're kind <laughs> yeah. of... Well, di- everything you say to it. disprove them is evidence of... The exactly. fact they're right. They've got an answer to everything. It, yeah. So. It's, yeah. It's, and it, it's, like, it's like mental gymnastics. But it, yeah, yeah. that's you yeah, know, good, good term. Some people just aren't really willing to swallow their pride and admit that they were wrong as well. Oh, so pride's people, absolutely a, a big factor, yeah, isn't it? definitely. Yeah, so, um, it becomes egotistical then. Here's where some more sure. sort of philosophy terms come back in. This, uh, came across a term in my research called epistemic responsibility. So, epistemology is basically like how, how do we know anything exists, you know, and what criteria do we? Uh, judge you what is a trust justified true belief kind of those kinds of ideas the idea that we should be epistemically responsible is really interesting because it it brings into these uh into epistemology the ideas like ethics and the philosophy of religion and stuff so you know are people who have religious beliefs morally justified in in having them but is it is it morally bad to believe in certain bad ideas i think this is a really sort of interesting Mm, area yeah. of philosophy because I think I think the four of us um, not only are we naturally sceptical very hesitant um, not not just I mean sceptical doesn't just mean that in the sense of uh, philosophy I think to be sceptical means something a little bit different it, it's, it's more about reserving judgement until you have evidence it's not just yeah. like yeah. you know you wouldn't, you wouldn't be sceptical of evidence you, yeah. you know, if, if evidence is evidence then it's I then think, it's evidence yeah I think I have an answer to this I think everything should be questioned although you know in terms of etiquette social convention there is a time there is a place mm. for example mm-hmm. you know, we need to confront you know victims of a, a terrorist <laughs> attack for example you don't run over magnanimously and declare to the families of you know the dead victims oh you know 
didn't happen, mate. Didn't see it. But yeah, it's. I think everyone should, in the back of their minds, have you know a natural degree of skepticism to kind of weigh up the pros, the cons, the arguments for and against, but just not facilitate. Don't vociferate your point of view. And again, yeah. that, that we're linking this back to kind of more being socially intelligent. You know what? What? You know, when is the you know right time and the right place? Yeah. So I think your sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, and I think I think so. Because I think I mentioned, how do we go about um, sort of openly uh, challenging people like mediums? The difficulty is, it's very. It, it, I, I find, I've always struggled with this kind of idea. It's like I, I, I don't just want to tell people the kind of people that say philosophy is a load of bollocks. Just, just stupid. I don't kind of want to tell people. Well, I don't care what your opinion is, because what you know, on what criteria? What, what am I dismissing other people's opinions? And also, how do I have that conversation more meaningfully? How do I how do I actually convince other people? Because just saying, "Oh, you're you're an idiot to believe that," then you just contribute to the shout factory. Yeah. So yeah. how how That's do you problem, yeah. how do you do this? And it, yeah, so so that there's one idea um, as you're alluding to that sort of idea of like civil discourse. How do you actually have a dialogue with somebody who believes in utter nonsense? Yeah. When when is it appropriate to do that? And how yeah. do you do that? How, how do, do you, you facilitate it? Do you even want to facilitate it in the first mm, place? That's sometimes? the thing. I'd even go as far as to say, like, there's got to be a point where you're just like, I'm not even going to bother. No. Yeah. It's a waste of it's a waste of yeah. time. But then, energy. But then it's lose lose because in that sense, if you're seen, let's say, in a in public lights, you know, in a radio or televised event, to do that, it almost would seem as if you've lost the argument. You haven't lost right. the argument. You're just not yeah. willing to facilitate the stupidity that you know you're going to be subject to. <laughs> it's it's kind of just like you, know, um, you can't win. No. Yeah, because my personal disposition, if I see something I don't agree with or I hear, I'm generally not going to bother engaging them. Yeah, honestly, because I'm most just people like, don't. I'm quite content in my own opinions, and I'm pretty confident. I'm happy to have a debate, and I'm happy to listen to other points yeah, of view. Absolutely, people, people yeah. ask me first. It's great. Yeah, know, but I'll share my, my viewpoints. You know, we're all for it. But know, if someone's going to say something that I just don't think is, it, it is a bit con- like situation specific, I suppose. But generally, if I ever hear something or whatever, I'm not going to go, actually, and just jump in. I, just, yeah. I don't really care. I'm happy to yeah. let people... Oh, shit, no, back in the room. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I did use... I, I used to do that, <laughs> I do that every kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, used to, I used to do that a lot, that kind of like interjecting um, when people said I'm things. Just, I wasn't always like this. I, I used yeah. to often... I, I, I don't know. You feel like you've got something to sort of prove or you're trying to win an argument. But if you... If you have a debate with people who have these deeply entrenched beliefs, it's it's probably going to take some sort of systematic change over time yeah. to change your point of view. You're not going to get solved. You're in not going to change them overnight. No, no. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. So I see some people kind of think, well, all ideas are pretty much fair game, and it's not irresponsible to hold a bad idea. Um, now, I, as much as I say that that I, I don't think we should be interjecting and jumping out on people and sort of going oh you believe in utter bollocks in fact i'm very reticent personally i do if you were to ask my opinion that's like what you just said zach like it's it's all about you have to be asked first Mm. because people only because i believe that if i didn't ask and i said it it would go down a lot worse it's the consequence Mm. so because the i think people have this very negative view of skepticism because they think skepticism is an anti thing yeah, and it's not really. It's it's if anything, it's the promotion of critical, critical thinking, knowledge, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. scientific yeah. method, yeah. and you know having sort of prudential wisdom and, and actually, you know how you arrive at certain ideas. But people, I think, just you're a cynic. You don't like yeah, anything. You're yeah. horrible. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, so I would actually. I'm sorry for not believing in everything that I've been told, taken at face value. Yeah. I would actually put myself in this cab of people that are more strict. Um, about the kinds of ideas that enter the public domain. And I would actually say that there are responsibilities in how we form beliefs and the way we talk about them. Um, now, that's not... Because, again, this is something that always comes up again and again, and um, it's, it's one of my bugbears. Like, when people go, look, people can believe what you want, you can't stop them. Cause this is new, usually where the point where the conversation for me derails, and it's like, oh, you, no. So, I, and it, it probably goes without saying to you guys, but there's a difference between a subjective conversation and a, like a legal one. Mm. I'm not saying people cannot. I'm saying that in my opinion, and it's not just opinion like taste, it's opinion with a, you know, arguments behind it. It's, it's an, it's an, my opinion is an invitation to debate. In saying you cannot do that, 
I'm not I'm not actually trying to physically stop you. I'm inviting you to debate me and you know, giving you a trying to give you at least probably not in my my argument not might not be compelling, but I'm trying to give you a compelling reason not to do it. But do you ever run into that? Because I run into it all the time. I, I in in my life I'm not presented with this quite yeah, often. Yeah, I Because I, I to get maybe so I'll just like clarify kind of what I mean. So I was in I might have said this in a podcast before, I don't think I have it. So I was in the SU bar, as usual, and um <laughs> so the Christian Union came in. And they were doing like this big sort of Q and A session, and this is back when I was like pretty into my atheism, so I was like getting ready, rubbing your hands, <laughs> just like yeah. when do I attack? Ready to mic, mic <laughs> drop this shit. When does this? Be- yeah. Um, but yeah, they were sort of just like coming out with some weird shit, like dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark, kind of thing. They actually wow. said that. They said um, like some pretty ropey stuff about homosexuality causing all the LGBT group who were having their little social there because they didn't know this thing perfect timing <laughs> they, they all left <laughs> right yeah. Who, yeah. Who, 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 who did a PR for that <laughs> yeah someone's, someone's yeah. Get, some secretary's getting fired yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no it was it was some really it was horse shit it was, and it was it was evangelical shit it was bad it was like that wasn't like C of E standard stuff. No. This was this was homophobic and it was pseudoscience. It was wrong. Yeah. Um, and it was in a public domain. And it was people, it was people saying, look, whether you're a any kind of bad person, you know, a homosexual, a murderer, God loves you. It's like, yeah, stuff like that. To label someone, you know, the, the same, you know, just casually brush off, you know, a, a murderer on the same level as yeah. No word of a lie. That that was that was almost verbatim. So, that sentence. That was the context that they said it. As yeah, well. and that was that <laughs> wasn't that wasn't just one of the 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 students at the Christian Union. That was that was one of the like, the the fucking pastors, whatever they're called. Good God, that's just giving that's giving Christians <laughs> a bad name. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it is. I, and like, I, I believe to, it. they're trying to promote Christianity. I assume. Yeah. And. Like I can't imagine any any rational minded person taking that other than well fuck you then I'm well not yeah. this is the thing this is yeah. the thing um, a, a lot of us were getting very rowdy I, there was an option to text in your sort of answers or your your questions rather or your, you know whatever it was, it was, who Thoughts. wants to be a millionaire or something <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like a fucking like a game, game show it was yeah, like yeah. a game show but they facilitate the conversation so any text I sent in they didn't answer they were no. reading them the guy was like reading through them I oh, had some great texts here guys with his little microphone. You know, oh, we're going to be reading them all out. No, you didn't. No. You're, fucking, <laughs> yeah. you're fucking ignoring me. Yeah. So I, so I start. Um, uh, they start saying things like faith and reason are entirely compatible, and I'm like, fucking hell, we solved this in in, in the 16th century. They're not really like, <laughs> and that's that's not even an insult to religion. Religion is not about reason; it's about faith. That's why we have faith. Yeah. It, yeah. It's something separate, and it's it's not necessarily something bad. I mean, you wouldn't know it the, the kind of shit you're espousing, but one of the guys from behind the bar came out and he starts mouthing off. I'm like, oh, thank God, someone's sticking up for reason here. Yeah. And the, you know, there was another guy behind the bar who was a he was a humanist. He was a, he was a secularist and he, he didn't want to get involved. And I'm like, oh, come on, why? So this guy that came out, he was actually like actually vocalizing his opinions. He was saying like, no, you're homophobic. You're homophobic. This and that. And then when he roundabout said the pastor said that he was homophobic. Uh, and at least enough to satisfy this guy that was coming out and having a go at him. The guy stopped. He was like, cool, cheers, and walked away. I was like, are you not going to sort of demonstrate why that belief is wrong? He's like, no, I just wanted him to be honest. I don't mind what he says as long as it's honest, as long as he, he he's honest about what he's saying. I'm just like, no, but don't you disagree? <laughs> and then, like, three people looked at me. I was like, you can't, what do you mean? You can't stop them. I'm just like, I didn't stop them. What? Like, I'm gonna like fucking kill them or something. Yeah. What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, the, debate. And he's like, yeah, but and they they sort they seem to think that anything you technically can say legally is okay. That you cannot criticize that. You can only start criticizing things at the point where they start harming people, yeah. and that's so that's what I'm trying to get at with this long-winded example. Hate speech. No, that's the, that's the fundamental. I think this is one of the things about free speech that people misinterpret is that free speech, yes, you technically are entitled to your own opinions, however extreme, and you're entitled to vocalise that. 
doesn't mean I have to sit there and take that shit. I'm a, mm. like, by definition, free speech means that I can then go, I don't agree, and this is why. Yeah. And enter a debate. But you, and, and then also, if you have free speech, you should be listening to why this person yeah. disagrees with yeah. you. Yeah, it works. But you, yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to necessarily tolerate or yeah. accept any of it. Yeah. yeah. You, you should evaluate it. Yes. I, I totally agree. That's, that, mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where... That's but you the, should absolutely yeah. have rights to then present a counter-argument. Yeah. I mean, that, that should be fundamentally how a healthy mm. society debates yeah. and works yeah. things through and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on a personal level as well. But like they were just like, well, yes, it's homophobic, but it's not, it's, they're not hating gay people because obviously it's, it's all codified in this, like, Christ loves you. It's like, you're an horrible fucking bum boy, but Christ loves you. It's like, you can, just, <laughs> you can say any, any horrible thing you like and then just put Christ loves you on the end. Yeah, and it's it, you know prefacing it in this in this weird paradoxical language, but anyway. So yeah, everyone in the bar was just like, "Well, you can't." They can say what they like. I'm like, I know they can say yeah, but it. So can you? Yeah, but so, so yeah, you, exactly. Like, I don't but, understand how people don't get how this yeah, works. I think part of the problem is that they they see the word religion and it's yeah. like, oh, that that must that's kind of something else. It belongs. It's like this rich yeah. thing. It's a shield, isn't it? Yeah. Um, people don't want to interfere, do they? So, so when I say that I think people have an epistemic responsibility, I don't mean, like, we should be, like, f- fucking impounding their cars and, like, you know... <laughs> Throwing chairs across the room. Yeah, if they, <laughs> if they don't. I mean, I mean this subjectively, but I, it's not subjective in the sense of, uh, you know, it, oh, it's my taste, or I like toast or ice cream. It's, it's like, here's a strong argument and an invitation to debate... There you go. Epistemic responsibility. Have you heard, heard of this guy called um, W.K. Clifford? Nope. Um, he was this fucking lad in, in back in uh, the <laughs> mid-1800s. Was he a big red dog? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, Clifford the big red dog. <laughs> I'm, Brilliant. I'm mostly laughing because of the pub quiz the other day and the, the answer wasn't Clifford the big red dog it was it was the name of a big of a big dog and I said Clifford and I, and I got it wrong and I lost the quiz what was the answer I can't remember but it, what, it fucking wasn't Clifford <laughs> Clifford is the only big red dog yeah he's the only that's big what dog. I thought yeah yeah so as anyway, you were anyway yeah. WK Clifford <laughs> in a paper called The Ethics of Belief published in 1877 he argued that we always have an obligation to believe based on evidence right so I w- <laughs> Opening the whiskey. <laughs> As you were. Yeah, so he says we always have this obligation to believe based on evidence. Mm. And he uses words like obligation. He's very he's very strict about this. So the way I would say that we have an obligation is, is slightly different because he wants to just talk about knowledge. So a quote from, quote from him, right? It is wrong always, everywhere, and for anyone to believe anything on insufficient evidence. And he also says it's wrong always, everywhere, and for anyone to ignore evidence that is relevant to his beliefs. So he thinks it's, it's wrong to have false um, beliefs based on no evidence, and it's also wrong to ignore evidence. And he's really fucking strict about this. Um, but I think he's thinking more of... He's looking at the evidence outwards. He's kind of looking at beliefs and not focusing on the people that hold them. Because the, the way I uh, approach epistemology... Because mo- most epistemology is sort of like looking at the nature of knowledge and not looking at the, the kind of person. It's like classical ethics. So in classical ethics, you have the nature, you're always looking at actions. We're looking at the intentions of that action and the consequences of that action. But there's a new kind of way that's uh, relatively popular recently, which is called virtue ethics, which is looking at the character of a person, looking at um, uh, the context in which they, where they live and are they a good person? And so actions make sense in that context of the kind of person they are not would you push a fat man off a bridge and to stop a train heading into 100 people there are yeah. questions like that mm. so virtue ethics isn't interested in that virtue ethics is interested in more day-to-day stuff about how you approach life what kind of person are you and that's the, the area of ethics that interests me more so with virtue epistemology it's not so much about looking at the beliefs and the, and the all the evidence abstractly it's looking at what kind of person are you? What kind of critical thinking do you exercise every day? Um, and the context in which you live, 
because otherwise we could judge people in the Middle Ages if we take that some of those elements too far, and we could we could start judging people in the Middle Ages for being stupid. Or, mm. um, but I think it's it's also about, um, and I think it kind of ties into what you were saying about how we debate people as well, and knowing when to debate people and when not to, and knowing when to be tactful. But also, yeah, how 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 much of a skeptic we are every day, like how how we go about living curiously and not sort of taking everything on gullibly. I think I think that's a more interesting way to approach that kind of stuff. So I, I would agree with this Clifford guy, because I think big red dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with this Clifford guy because I think um, I think he's right, but I think he wants to he wants to be very stringent about certain beliefs are better. Um, but I think it's it's more about the approach, basically. And I think that's not something that people exercise. Um, it's kind of an alien idea. You know? yeah, they don't exercise it enough. Yeah. 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 And the day to day lives, and the kind of hectic nature of things, people just yeah. don't sit back and analyze. No, definitely is, not. There is, I think people, people should gnaw. There is, there is a time and a place for it. So, yeah. But, yeah. His justification for, for basically thinking this is that no belief is private. You might say, well, I just believe it and I, it's my thing. But everyone talks about their beliefs. It's like someone who's a, 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 like a secret misogynist well they're not really because it's kind of going to show through when they interact with women or mm-hmm. somebody secretly racist they're going to it's, directly it's, yeah, or indirectly it's going to it's going to come one, through yeah, yeah. but so so that's his justification but yeah I, I would say well regardless of whether it comes out or not regardless of the consequence it's a self to self relationship before it's a self to other people relationship. it's it's being honest with yourself and having sort of that, like we talked about moral courage to, to seek out facts and not just hide away in a, in a corner so I think I think being skeptical is more, is more about a, a more. I even use the word spiritual, um, kind of tentatively, but it, it's about a relationship with oneself where you take moral courage to to go out there and seek facts and not not like hide away and get the easy answers. Mm. I think it's about it's about kind of fostering that that attitude. So yeah, that's what I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Cause like, I feel like a lot of the reasons people believe in conspiracy theories. I think is not necessarily that they've evaluated all the evidence and they've arrived at a, a conclusion that's ultimately wrong. It's just that, as we were kind of saying before about the whole echo chamber thing, it's like they've, for a multitude of reasons, they've decided they're going to believe something, but it's not through fact, it's through some other channel. And then they kind of dig themselves into a rut. Yeah. Yeah, they will stop so, at nothing. Yeah. 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 I, I, I absolutely. being red pilled. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. getting. I, I think ultimately you'd never understand unless you put yourself in those people's shoes and you can sort of, you can only, ultimately, you can only see the reasons why you would believe some particular thing yeah. and kind of, you can't understand why somebody would do something if you don't at least kind of get the concept of that yourself. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. You're on about like exercising empathy. Basically, yeah. yeah. So, like, if you can't put yourself in that person's shoes, and you can't understand why they would do something, then, like, you're well, not, like, not going to be able to relate that to yourself. Yeah, and and I think you, yeah, you can't have a debate with somebody who you don't consider an equal and who you don't consider their position to be valid. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah. You, it's it's like so. This this is what everyone does on Twitter at the moment. If you don't agree with me, you're a racist, or if you don't agree with me, you're a snowflake. So. Straight away, you devalue the position. Yeah. And also don't solve the argument at all. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just resorting to insults. It's like yeah, <laughs> the substance of whatever you're talking about before is no longer relevant. Because I, I think a big turning point for me was when I was kind of uh, into my atheism. And I, and I well, as I was doing that, I didn't think religion was a legitimate position. I thought it was all um, smoke and mirrors and sort of you know, theology was kind of just based on completely false premises. So it was a, a nonsense field. Mm. Um, and that I, you know, I didn't think all religious people were stupid, but I did think that um, religious belief was based on false premises. Now I don't necessarily, and um, you know I, I think there are a lot more nuances to it. Yeah, I, I think religion is a valid position to have. Um, it's not one I agree with, but I I think it's it's much more worthy of of dialogue and and actually you know so so I found my conversations after that very just way more fruitful talking to like um, I, I could talk to people just much more easily and discuss you know where, where i think uh disagree with people because of that it, it, it you know i think a lot of people just immediately shut people down because they think well that you know your your position is invalid it's like it's not worthy of debate 
And if it is, it's like it's not a real debate. It's more just like shouting at each other. But once you, once you admit that, oh shit, some I, this is a position I disagree with, but I also think it's valid. Then you can really get going on a conversation. Yeah, and like a debate. The thing of the debate is you don't necessarily have to come to a conclusion at the end of it. It's totally fine to have like two people with opposing views chat for an hour and debate and then walk away with their views unchanged. Yeah. And honestly, that's probably what happens. This, this is the problem that I used to have where I used to think there always has to be an X or a Y answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, as long as as long as long we're questioning things in the long run, answers will be established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not today. Maybe an answer might not ever be established, but we can mm. develop yeah. a society that's from just learning something new. aspect of things on both both sides. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old cliche will come away that having learned something today that yeah. we didn't know yeah. I, I mean, just, just the Early, practice. Yeah. The yeah. practice of conversation is is worth it in itself. I, it's key, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just nice to have a discussion whether you. I love yeah. it. I had um, oh, what's that thing? It's like a it's like a test, and it sorts your personality into one of sixteen boxes. Yeah, I've done this. Yeah, and I actually came. I did it fairly what did, recently. What did you I, get? I got debater. All right, that's my. Uh, okay. so I, I can't remember this. the combination. No, I want to sit this now. Yeah, this, this did. Yeah, me and Zach. Oh. Did it. <laughs> Is it fairly comprehensive? Yeah. Like a it doesn't take very long. It's or? a website. It's like it's basically it asks you. Um, it, it just asks you quite a few different questions on like how you would evaluate particular situations or whatever, and then eventually mm-hmm. it gives you it gives you four letters. So the first one is. Are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then I can't exactly remember the other ones, but there's something like how you judge situations, whether you judge them like critically, logically, or mm. if you're more emotionally and yeah. that sort of thing. And then I think the they're, they're it, divided into subcategories, aren't they? they these, yes. So yeah. you, you get four, because you get four letters. Mm. Uh, so you can have <laughs> a bit of maths here, guys. So four letters, two options for each. So that is uh, two to the power of four, which is 16. So depending on what you choose, you fall into one of 16 categories. Oh, I hope I do get empathetic Nazi. And, and then, <laughs> I do fear that one, I do. Yeah, and then so I, I think they're like... <laughs> but you made up a category. So yeah, there are like four main categories. There's a Nazi... No, um, there's, it's like, it's like uh, I think I was in like the, the, the critical thinker analyst type one which is not too surprising really and then there's another one which is like kind of social justice and there's another one which is like adventure or some shit yeah and it's a, it's a little bit woolly so, then, some yeah, of I'm those like, I'm intrigued by this some yeah. of those four th- things are like, just like you, all right, you're all narcissists but some of you are like you use your narcissism effectively right kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I think I got I think I got one of the woolly ones like the right. live on a cloud and you're, you're nice to people but I got like I got a like, diplomat Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good one. That's good, yeah. Like, like, I like is is diplomat or mediator? It's one of those ones. Yeah, you're in the um, yeah, you're in a different. I'm in the thing, to... the the pussy one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to do it at some point. Cause it's it's, yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like you're absolutely definitely this, but no, it's it's a good it's just indicator. It's a good incentive. It's yeah, a good yeah, indicator. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, free. Yeah. It's just type in like yeah, personality test 16 or something it'll probably come up yeah um, what house are you on How what, you what, what point was I what's your favourite colour something about conspiracy theories anyway yeah I think sorry I think that's a bit of a deviation in the dungeons could, that can be in the cut out in the edit yeah <laughs> um, Professor Snape did you hear what I said what no. did you just say like those Harry Potter quizzes like what's your favourite colour green you are slithering <laughs> <laughs> that degenerated fucking kill me <laughs> Right, Phrenesis wasn't achieved today. <laughs> oh shit, was that on there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, cheers. We're off to the pub. So long. Toy. Toy.